Hello, hello, welcome to Because I Got Highlights with Terrence and Warren. We are separated by distance, Warren on the East Coast, Terrence on the West. But we are united in our passion for basketball and how it impacts us. We're here to have fun, laugh, and highlight the things about basketball and cannabis that we just gotta tell you. What you smoking? Let's get started because, bitch, I got highlights. We are back at our original scheduled performance recording time. Hello, Wednesday evening. We're getting right into it because Draymond Green got suspended. Awards came out. Game two of the first round of the playoffs. I don't even know where we need to actually start because I got highlights. And man, this could be the most exciting playoff opening round ever thoughts i can't remember another first round where i was this excited about this many games at once normally it was like one matchup that i'd be like okay because i'd want to get to the third or fourth round. you know i want to get through it this is yeah i agree i agree and and i mean i only think it's going to get better right because after these matchups, they, they, they only get more juicy. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happened. I mean, there it feels like there's a big story to look at in just about every sort of game. And so I'm really, really fascinated, really curious. I think let's probably spend the majority of this first time talking about uh, a bit of the recaps, game two. Let's meld this together a little bit. Warriors versus Kings. Stephen Curry has never been down 0-2 before, ever, in his career. Uh, Warriors on the road playing the Kings. Big thing about uh, this game is Draymond Green's stomp, alleged stomp of Demonis Sabonis. Um, first, quick thoughts. What do you got? Just talk, looking into that particular sentence here. I am shocked and appalled at how much defense is coming to Draymond Green. Just got to say that out loud. I agree 100%. Nothing would have happened if if Sabonis doesn't grab his leg. But from – I get it. Sabonis has been playing some really questionable basketball, right? People will say questionable basketball. Dirty. We can say dirty. Okay, we yeah. Can say dirty. like some yeah. dirty basketball. But you know what? Draymond, that's what you do too, right? That's what – that's we like, let's not pretend that's what not what you do either. So right. that negates that negates that argument already. So let's not point right. the finger back. You just don't stomp on somebody and then double down on it, right? Like that's why he was suspended. It's because that he doubled down. Like if he showed a little bit of a like remorse that hey, I've done this many times in my career and I shouldn't have done this this time. If he had said that, I really think they wouldn't have suspended him. But it's because he was running around that stadium. Adam Silver in the, you know, in, in, you know, you know, in attendance, all of that happening. You know what? I I don't feel bad for Draymond Green. I just don't. And anybody who does, I, I don't understand. How often does somebody need to do the same thing over again before you're like, oh, oh, that's just him, right? Like, like we can't give him pass, right? Like, yo, that's who he is and he doesn't get a pass anymore. That's all. Those are my so thoughts. it's it's fascinating because I was a hundred percent on this same side until goddamn the one person that didn't think that would come to a big aid to Draymond Green was JJ Reddick. I don't know if you saw the spot with him on I did on the I first did, take, but. So, I think he's too. I think he's too close to him. See, I think for sure. He, he for got sure, too, he got too passionate. He, and like, he got that passionate. I, I'm I like, think he's too. Emotional. But I think what the I think the one point that I took from that component of it, right, was who initiated it. I don't mind the suspension of Draymond Green. I don't feel bad for Draymond Green from all the things. So I do agree with you on that component. 
but we're setting an example here, right? Suspend both of them. It's insane to think about, but why not, right? Like, literally, what are we what are we trying to do? You're not trying to give an advantage, one more advantage to the other team. You clearly know what Sabonis was doing. And the more that you do watch it, you're like, you're trying to pull down Clay Thompson and you're crashing into this guy's knees and you're grabbing onto what that whole seven seconds of what you just did there can cause a lot of injuries, in particularly one with Clay Thompson coming back from Achilles and ACL and potentially hurting Draymond Green, especially in the case that right in the first game, he also did some weird similar thing of pulling him down and falling down, right? So this is this is where I feel bad for Draymond Green in the sense that it should have been a um, a suspension, right? I don't feel bad for his actions. We're not con- everything that he did in that one doesn't need to be here. It's it's in, it's insane to think that people are defending that. It's insane to think that people have a the NBA is going too soft. You can't you, you can't step on somebody. And weirdly enough, this is not the first time that a player has been sort of stepped on and to this sort of caliber and you know suspensions has happened so it does feel like the nba is consistent there but they also doesn't seem to be consistent in what's actually happening right now in terms of there was plenty of opportunities for this to sort of happen before and there's some sort of weird altercation why not just suspend them both for one game and let them play it out that's that's my only issue with it but I don't. I, I mean, I don't feel bad for. In, like <laughs> again, I, I agree with you on the same points that you made there. I hear this, but then you you could have done this with everything that that Draymond has ever done. Why every time he has got done something, why not the other? So like, and it's always it's always like, well, the other guy did something too. It had like look back at everything he always does. He always puts it back on the other person. That's the only like. Is it wrong? Should Sabonis be suspended? No, I don't think so. I disagree with you 100%. Sabonis played by the unwritten rule of play it smart, right? Play dirty, right? He did the John Stockton. He did he did what everybody else does. And now Draymond just doesn't like that he got he's on the bad end of it. I mm. think we and I think I think JJ doesn't like that he's on the bad end of it. Right? Like I think we are looking – I think the people who are looking at it that way are, are just seeing it in that way of like, well, it's because, yes, Sabonis should be in the same realm because it's the same, but it's not the same. It really isn't. I don't even think it's the letter of letter of the law. Like, there's no, there's an unwritten rule, so there's no letter. So I, I don't really think it's think the same. Raymond... Yeah, I don't uh, – yeah, uh, and hopefully – I don't think what they what they did were the same. I'm saying – to send the message to keep the teams in the la- the play equitable in terms of what you're doing in playoff basketball, knowing, and this is part of what, you know, JJ and Steven and them were talking about, right? Like, suspend them both. Like, no, because and, and the all, grabbing is still going to be allowed. No, because the grab, well, they're I know, saying, I know. The reason why they did is because they're saying, but the, the, but the, st- the, 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 this sort of stomping isn't something now Draymond Green is guilty of all the stuff that Sabonis is doing yes Draymond Green is guilty of stomping on Sabonis but he doesn't do this sort of thing as much right or even that that, that well, often like no, truthfully this season but yo that is what he does though yo he has kicked people in the crotch multiple times purposely you can't tell me like he, just because he doesn't do it, he's not been that bad. No, this no, season, yeah. Then he's just not known for that. But but he kicking is... people in the crotch and stepping on stepping on somebody's sternum, same, same. Yes, that the intent, dude. It's his intent. His intent mm. is to hurt somebody. That's my problem with it. Sabonis is out to stop somebody, and yeah, it's dirty. But that's exactly what John Stockton did. He wasn't out to hurt somebody, yo. He's going to maybe hurt you for a game, right? He's going to sprain your ankle. He, but, yo, Draymond Green is trying to hurt some people, right? He is angrily hurting people. He is letting his emotion – he's not doing it smart. He thinks he's doing it smart, but he's being emotional about it. So mm. the stomping, that's the difference, dude. You don't – yes, the grabbing, no good, dirty play. But, dude, 
we're saying you are allowed to grab where you're allowed to, right? That's what everybody is. NBA is even saying it. You can grab, but you can't stomp. That's why he got suspended. That's the only okay. reason why he got suspended. That's the only your intent, dude. Your intent was to hurt him. Yo, I so, really think Demont like Sabonis's intent is like is to stop people, right? In the most egregious way possible, right? I wouldn't do it that way. But yo, that's the way. That's the way some players are going to do it. Yeah. All right. So I mean, Warriors down to uh, o two. Uh, it's it is a bummer. I think we talked about this before too, because definitely want to get into the rest of these games here in a bit, but. It is a bit of a bummer that um, it's now being overshadowed, right? Everything else about the game is being overshadowed. The coach of the year is being overshadowed. Clutch player of the year is being – everything now is being overshadowed because the biggest thing here, similar to when Draymond got suspended uh, in the in the finals that allowed Cleveland to come back, and that's when Draymond was playing like Clay Thompson Draymond, um, when he got suspended in that game and – Cleveland ended up coming back and winning, right? So um, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. But, you know, they're play- again, I think I look at these sort of stats. The Warriors had one of the worst road records of the whole year. They played somewhat well enough to win that game. And, you know, still Boston was close. And they're up against a team that we all thought that they were going to blow out. Whether they had, honestly, whether they had Draymond or not, like I still thought they had enough firepower to, to to beat the Kings in their lack of experience, but we're saying that that's not the case. So um, I'm excited to see where the rest of those games go because unfortunately those things sometimes go on kind of late and I'm like, God damn, there's some games that just straight up just cannot make. Um, 76ers Nets. Uh, I, think the, I think the series is over. I think the Nets may probably take one, but it is a little weird just to see James Harding somewhat kind of coasting in this series. Um, I got a chance to watch a bit of this game uh, for the second one, but not much. It just seems like the, the Nets just doesn't have anything. Although I did see a report that Ben Simmons is working his way back to playing again. So we'll see this, this, this series. So we'll see too. if that, yeah. if that even matters. Um, it'll be interesting, interesting headline, but I don't think it's going to matter too much. Um, I don't think so either. Knicks, Knicks versus Cavs. This is uh, a blowout. What happened? Like, everybody thought the Knicks were, were back. They came out, punched him in the face. They they did steal a game, you know, on the road, and that's something that we talk about. Just take one and get that advantage. But don't you, you can't come out and get blown out the second that that badly. Like, ooh, so now I mean it is interesting because we have those two teams, and, and again, it could flip the Knicks blow them out at home. Right, we'll see what happens there. One interesting note I do want to talk about the Knicks and Cavs. I find it fascinating the success of the Cavs when Mitchell is a, more of a facilitator and less of a I need to score 40 points, 35 plus. And I'm really interested. I'm I don't I'm not gonna look at the stats right now. I'm curious to see how the rest of this series go. Uh, but it is really interesting, right? Because he is starting to become that player that. He's great, but can he make people around him great? And we don't we don't know about that yet. Garland drops thirty two. Um, the other yeah, big Garland thing was he drops twenty six. I think off the bench, and they blew them out. I mean, they blew out the Knicks, and so um, now that goes to New York. We'll see what happens there. But I'm I'm really fascinated by that. I think that could be a stuff though. I think this is for sure is setting up to be a seven game series. I don't know about the other ones right now, but that at least is going to be seven games. Anything about that? But, but that was the thing in the first game. He like he did, he did score a lot, and he did. But I really think it was that Garland broke out, and that he got to kind of be a part of the offense is why they won that game. And I think if. They continue that way. I think they can. If they, I think they can beat the Knicks, because the Knicks, the Knicks are on like a, an adrenaline, like they're on a, they're on this, that type of uptick right now. But I think the Cavs, if Donovan Mitchell can just keep everybody involved until the fourth quarter, and then he turns on the okay, mm. I can, I'll, I'll score whenever, right? I'll score the last five points, right? Last ten points if I need to. If he just does that, I think they can win this series. Yeah, I guess you that. Um, another somewhat of a weird blowout, Celtics versus Hawks. 
Um, the game was amazing because I'm a Celtics fan, but if you're a Hawks fan, I think one of the biggest things that came out was the overrated report about, you know, Trey Young. There was a chant that was happening there. There's a statistic that was Trey Young has just been god awful weirdly in sort of playoff games. And I think it's because teams are just again zeroing in on him and telling him to force you to beat us and it's not being able to be done. He did actually had a good game last game. He had a good game there, but his team also lost by double figures. And so um, yeah. it's really it's really interesting. <laughs> the more and more you look at it, you're like, oh man, this team and they're still changing personnel this late in the game. I thought that was weird. There's an assist there's a special assistance coach being hired on after game one. What? I don't know what's going on there, but um yeah, the game didn't seem to, like the Hawks started out hot and then Boston there was a there was one sequence that I'm like, oh okay, Boston's won this game. It was the end of the first quarter. Um ISO Trey, he goes to t- try to take Derek White. Derek White goes back, blocks his shot with relatively ease. Malcolm Brogdon gets the ball, dribbles through, hits a half-court bang three, and Celtics go up by by three. And I think that, like, it just had ended, like, a 15-0 run that he did or something like that. And I'm like, okay, Celtics are lazy. Celtics get complacent. But, like, when they do turn it on and hit that level, I don't know what team – right now we'll see what team's going to stop them because they – probably going to face 76ers after that. So that should be hopefully all people, all things considered and health wise, that should be an entertaining matchup. But yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad for the Hawks, but also at the same time, I mean, they're playing with house money right now in terms of new coach. I think they're literally just are trying to reassess what do we have and what we're going to do for the future right now. And we're in the playoffs. So cool. Right. We're going to get some alternate jerseys because we're in the playoffs but I think it's really assessing is Trey Young our future. I think I think, and I think the same thing that we've been ta- we, we've been talking about that for a, for a while, and it's glaring that the biggest focal point here is can Trey Young actually can you build a team around him? You've tried and you've gotten so far, but you've failed more than you had success. Anything you got about that? Uh, this matchup is kind of, I think you ne- you kind of wrapped the ball on it. I, I'm kind of, I'm ready for that, this next round of matchups. Because the Hawks, yeah, they're, they're a next season type thing. I There's a lot going on there. A lot going right. on. Um, let's go to the Clippers and Suns. This one's the weird one because it seems to be some strange bad blood happening with CP3 and Kawhi. Um, seems to be some, some jawing with KD and Russ, which I love. I don't understand the CP3 and Kawhi, but the KD and Russ, I'm like, oh, please. That will be amazing. Um, Clippers got blew out uh, by the Suns, and this is sort of like what everybody expected. So, again, Clippers did their job. They stole one on the road. The series is even. If they can protect home court, they can win this series, right? That's that's all they have to do. It's obviously more harder said than done. But it is really interesting to see another sort of lopsided game. I'm like, damn, are any of these games going to be close? Uh, another lopsided game in which, you know, the Suns came out blazing. And the re- this is a really interesting stat that the Suns starters scored 110 points out of, I think it was like, what was, it like, what was the final score? Do you remember? I can, I'm going to look it up right now. The Suns starters scored 110 points out of um, 123 to 103. 103. So your bench scored you 13 points. And that was like a weird big record and stuff like that. And I'm like, that means your bench sucks. And again, we know the Suns traded away big bench pieces to get KD. And is this going to come back and bite them? We don't know. So it's going to be fascinating to see what happens there to see if they're, if they need to have their bench or not. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what's happening there. But I think another big ha- highlight there is uh, the infamous losing record between Scott Foster. Did you see that headline? Yeah. And it's uh, somebody asked Chris Paul about it, and he said, "I think he no, he knows, but he said that he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't really follow that." But I think it was like seventeen and uh, like he hasn't won a playoff game 
in 17 attempts. And like two out of like 23 times, like whatever. He's only won two games out of like however many times against Scott Foster. I'm like, oh, man. I, I mean, uh, hopefully it's like, just a, yeah. a, a coincidence. But, you know, rough. I still think the Suns are going to take the series. Well, yeah. Um, no. no. No, didn't I say I was going to take the Cl- – I said the Clippers are going to take the series, but the Suns – I would put money if the Clippers are going to win it, but Suns are going to win. Uh, because I would uh, win more money if the Clippers win it all. Oh, for like, sure. Win, yeah, they, I mean, they, yeah. if, if- Again, if Paul George was playing, I think, again, it just shifts the needle a little bit more to with the even side, right? Um, it's a bummer that he's probably going to miss the series when they already have won a game without him. Um, and Clippers came out hot and swinging, too, right? And I'm curious if it's like one of those games in which you're like, you know what, we're not going to win this, so let's just coast, lose game two and then really put our effort into three and four. So we're going to be up three, one, right. Going back to there to try to close it out. So, you know, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens in that particular case. Cause um, it should be a good series, but again, like all of these games all ended with a double, double digit sort of, you know, victory at the end. And I'm like, I, I was really excited about after game after uh, except for the Kings, right? Except for the Kings, all the other games ended with double digit victories. And the mm. previous the previous week, I was like, oh, you know, the previous game, I was really more excited because it seemed a little more even. But that's not what we got. So hopefully, we'll we're, we'll see what we have for right now. Um, quick things is a one game in progress for right now: Lakers and Memphis. So we know Ja Moran is out. Right now, Memphis is up by nine, and it's the beginning of the fourth quarter. And so, Hachimura, twenty points, dude. Uh oh, twenty right now. Le- LeBron is at twenty points. Yo, guys. Uh oh. So that was just a pretty big collision that just happened with, um, Schroeder. So we'll see what what happens there. Um. So yeah, Lakers somewhat weirdly coasting, and Memphis is giving them the business, and so. I think Lakers may lose that game unless there's something insane happens in the fourth quarter. Uh, Denver, Denver, Minnesota. I mean, that first game was embarrassing. So, I mean, before we talk talk of that, because that game hasn't started yet, Milwaukee is up by five in the uh, the end of Miami. So, at the end of the first quarter, but yeah, um, Minnesota got to do something, like. I think he scored 80 points game one. Ah, yo, you got to do something. You got to do something, right? Yeah, you scored 80 points. I mean, I don't understand how you lose by 29 and be like, throw out that playbook and throw out that game plan and you got to completely start over. Um, So we'll see what happens there. But, man, that was uh, pretty ugly, pretty ugly. So, this goes still like it's still very hard because I'm watching how my, how great everybody's still playing. I'm still taking Denver is the gonna win it all. That's I got that's to. Our, yeah. Uh, well, we and again we, we we saw I think that point the last time we had this it was before Denver had played right and this recording it's before Denver played and we had some insanely good games happening back and forth and it wasn't sure there was like some upsets right and then we got injuries and now we're not sure and then Denver comes in like oh no we're just going to beat the team by 29 what's up so I I mean we'll, we'll see what happens here right I think they, they, they just have the every piece healthy they, everybody's healthy like knock on wood they're they came in number like at number like everything is perfect the only thing that could happen is if somebody gets hurt. That's it. Because they there's no excuse because if they lose this time, it's because they're not good enough. They're just not good enough. Well they they play the winner of the Suns Clippers. So exactly again that's that's gonna be a I, I do feel it's gonna be interesting to see whoever wins from that top of the bracket 
is probably going to win the West. Um, but we'll see, at least yeah. right now. Um, so we'll see, right? Because Kings are up, and right now the Lakers are up. But uh, I don't think Lakers or Grizzlies going to win at all, um, even if a lot healthy. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Whew. All right. So anything else you want to talk about those games that haven't happened in progress? We know Giannis is out and the Bucks are still sort of battling. So we'll see what happens there um, before we get into a little bit of awards. No. no. Um, award season that happened. Uh, Defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr. the third. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I was a, a little surprised just because I felt like it was going to go to um, – Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez, yeah. Right, right. Um, and so it seemed a little it, it seemed a little odd that it went to Jaron Jackson Jr. the third, especially because I think the biggest thing that they kept saying was um, you know, Memphis has the high like they had like a, a they didn't have a top team uh, they didn't have the top team defense, but they had like the top lowest um rating that like shooting percentage for the regular team against for for the other team and jaron jackson jr i think averaged two blocks a game so that was like the headline that they were talking about i'm like that's it uh, there seems right. to be a little bit more there, there seems to be there's a lot more that i'm missing or but you know i don't know i'm not i, I, I don't have a chance to watch a lot of memphis games um, I do have a chance to see a lot of sort of Milwaukee games. And even with Giannis there, Brooke Lopez is still that dude that kind of changed shots and does a lot. So I was a little surprised by by that. But, you know, I'm not I'm not really too stressing about it. Any thoughts there? I The only thing is I'm surprised because when I'm looking at the list of past winners, can I read you out some names? Hit me. And this goes – this goes, I'm going to start from 1997-98. Matumbo. Mm-hmm. Morning. Morning. Matumbo. Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace. Meta World Peace, Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace. Marcus Camby, Kevin Garnett, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard, Tyson Chandler, Marcus Saul, Joe Kim Noah, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, Gobert, Gobert, Giannis, Gobert, Marcus Smart, Jaron Jackson Jr. I think starting from Rudy Gobert, we lost our way. Mm. I really think from Rudy Gobert, funny enough, we lost our way. Because all of those names matter up until we get to Rudy Gobert. And like his 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 resume is suspect, right? We, we've been talking about this. This leads us into another conversation. But I think as a defense player of the year, are we going to look back and be like, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. was a stopper this year? I don't remember him it, that like that this year. It's a good point, man, because even with the Marcus Smart sort of conversation last year, and I love, obviously, I love sort of Marcus I Smart. I love him, too. I'm right? glad he won. But, cool. But you know who was second on that list last year was Mikel Bridges, right? And so even if Bridges would have won, it would have been like, Right, and I think Bam was third on that list, and it was like, I look at, it, I was like, I, I guess maybe, but like, I, I don't like, I guess I would, I would look to rephrase the lost my way component of it, lost our way, and I guess it's just saying that the the way that they are officiating and just voting for the the defensive player of the year, I think has has severely shifted, right. Because right now we don't have like when Kawhi won, it was like okay, that makes sense because that dude is insane, right? On offense and on defense, right? That that was pretty amazing. Um, I know you talked about Dwight Howard again. Like no one could score. On, like that was just a thing of like, well, we have to figure out a way to shoot because we can't actually really get into the paint because he's changing every fucking shot, right? Um, so it is. It's interesting to see. Like it, there was a there was a big shift, and I'm I'm fascinated to see what happens in the next sort of couple of years, um, because even when Smart won it, Rob Williams was on that list, and I actually thought Rob Williams was much should have been much higher because of defensive efficiency on it, as well as blocking, steal, like all that. I'll read all the stuff that was there. 
Um, but I feel like they wanted to give it market smart because the guard hadn't won in like what twenty five years or something like that. Uh, and I mean, smart is a menace, but you know, well, that's a, that's a whole other story. So I do agree with you though. When when Gobert won it, I think two or three years. When Gobert won it the first time, I'm like, mm, I don't feel right about this. And then he won again. It was like this dude is he. No, no way. There, there can't be, right? Like, it doesn't make any sense why he's sort of winning this. And it felt like they were just giving it to him because they felt nobody else was close enough. And, and it really does feel like I'm really curious of looking at those stats and seeing that. Is it really just blocks per um, game that you're looking at? Because there's a lot of other t- players that are averaging three, four steals a game, right? And turnovers per, like, they, they are averaging a much higher rate than he would blocks per game. But it's kind of weird. Rebounds, maybe his defensive rebounds counts into it because he he accounts for, what, 90% of his team's rebounds on any team he's on. So if he yeah. accounts for that and that counts towards the defensive player of the year stat, I bet that's how he's always on the list because he doesn't yeah. have that many – he doesn't have that many as many blocks as other people. I was looking at the stats this year. He's not a great blocker this year. Yeah, it's uh, but it's, his it's strange. his his rebounding, right? He's got great rebounding. That's about it. We'll see what we got. Yeah, it's very strange, very strange in that case. But uh, you know, again, it. I don't think there's too many sort of. There was a, a a couple of people like up in arms, and I'm like, who else? For me, I don't know right now. Defensive player of the year, who else would have should have won besides. Jaron Jackson Jr. Do you have anybody? I was thinking Nick Brooke. Claxton. Mm, yes. Well, Nick sorry. sorry. Bes- bes- besides, besides Brooke Lopez. And, sorry, I didn't oh. mean just Jared. Besides Brooke and them, right? Like, I was trying to think of a third name to toss in. Nick Claxton for a moment was doing some insane things, uh, but I think he sort of cooled off. Uh, he was a menace when he was playing Alvarado. Oh, interesting. At the beginning, like, yeah. Uh, well. Bull, bull. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I mean it's gonna be Top interesting. To see. Um uh so let's keep on going for the awards. Uh coach of the year. This one I was really interested in. I'm curious to get your thoughts. Did they get it right? Mike Brown won unanimously. Yes, unanimous. Over Mark I know yeah. Dig I know that yeah well, the... I don't think Joe Zula should have won. I can toss it out there. I'm super biased, but I don't like, and, I, and I'll tell you back in a second. But Mark Dagnolt and Joe Mazzula are the three sort of um, the finalists that's in that. Um, I don't think you can give it to Mark Dagnolt because the team's not even in the playoffs. I, I still look at it as like, this is what you did. I think you have to give it to sort of Mike Brown because the team was insane for a bit. I think if Utah would have stayed strong and they felt like they just, I feel like Utah took was like now nah, we're good. We don't want to do anything. We're going to keep our picks. I think if Utah would have been there as they had been in the earlier in the year, Utah should have won because you didn't have any sort of pieces. You didn't do any sort of trades. It makes sense for Mike Brown. It doesn't make sense for Joe Mazzula to win a team that was just in the finals that was already established by, you know, Ime Odoka and somehow Ime didn't win last year, which didn't make any fucking sense because he was the first year coach. Like that's the thing that didn't make any sense to me. And I'm like, wait, how did how does Ime not win that that award? I have no idea. So that that's the only sort of like weird thing that I look at that I'm like, Ime built the team and then he was removed, and so Joe Mazzula is kind of like is, is still there and it's already still established. Now I think what Joe did is amazing to keep that team win more games this year than they did last year. I think that's really impressive, even though they, they you know, they have a second, second seed, just like they were last year. Um, so it's really interesting. 
uh, really interesting for that. But other than that, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Mike Brown, I think is really funny. Didn't he, this is not his first time he won, won it, right? He won it also with the Cavs, right? Twelve years ago, fourteen years ago, something like that. Yeah. So, but it's the you know it's the Kings. I think everybody was really excited about this team for a long time, and I'm glad they sort of kept kept at it for as long as they did. Right? They started off high and continued to play the way that they needed to play. So I don't I don't mind it. Is there a name on the list they missed? Who should have been in the running? I mean, I kind of have I to think, be, like, I, I never understand why the number one and number two teams yeah, right, there you go. are never there, right? So it's it's yep. always baffling to me when it's like, well, Budenholzer I thought the and Malone, thing. right? Like, I, I get it, but is this award talking about the regular season or is this award, it's sort of like the most improved, right? It feels like this award is often most improved from the previous year. And it's not about right. who's actually the best coach, right? So, and then if you look at it, how are we, what is the metric for best coach? Is it awards? Or excuse me, is it wins? Is it metrics? Is it scoring? I, I'm fascinated by some of those things too. Um, but, you know. Right. Are, is, is it weighted more of... Yeah, is it weighted more on how well you can turn your team around or how well you can keep your team consistent? Because my argument would be with Boonhoser or Malone are, you know, it's hard to keep your teams number one a whole season. That's hard. And they they did it like for like a majority of the season, they did it. And right, I what do you weight then, right? What do you put more weight into, or do you put in more weight of the inspiration that uh, that was brought to Sacramento. Is that what Mike Brown is, right? Like, what is it? So, I would give you it. Okay, so this is really interesting because I'm going to think about it in this terms. I think Jack Bond should have been up here. Right? Mm -hmm. That dude okay. was not the head coach <laughs> at the beginning of the year then became interim, then became head, and then lost Kyrie and KD, made a trade, and still made the playoffs, not play-in, made the playoffs as the sixth seed, right? So he came in and instilled that team to still have enough sort of talent and go on run. I mean, like, I find that to be – a better story. I find that to be a better story than OKC. So I'll say take off Mark mm -hmm. Denault and put in Jaguar that's going to be up there. Um, again, I can understand why it sort of makes sense with Mike Brown, but um, I think that's a name that should be up there. I don't. I can't. I can't think of any other sort of coach. Tyron Lue. Uh, I mean Doc Rivers. Mm, all right. Like I'm. I'm trying to think of like what. Like what. It, how is a team succeeding and the team's success? And I measure that between the talent on the NBA roster, right? And if I look at the talent on these NBA rosters of all the teams in the playoffs, by far the least amount of talent is the Nets, right? Like, is there is there anybody else who has lesser talent than the Nets? Wow. So basically you hate the Nets. Do you hear that? Like, you, hear, yeah. you hear that, Brooklyn? <laughs> Wow, no talent. He called you fucking no talent, <laughs> fucking, fucking people. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I, it truly is. I, I look, I'm like looking at it and looking at his rosters, and I'm like, yeah, like the Nets have, you know, the least amount of talent on there. Even the Hawks is close, but I think the Hawks edged them out a little bit. So good on them. I think Jack Bond should be on there. That is a good one to put on there. I agree with that one. I could, I could, I could stand by that. Yeah. So that's uh, and then going to the clutch player of the year, right? I think this was really interesting. This is a new award that has really specific criteria. That what are you doing in terms of what are you scoring in the fourth quarter? And I love it. I love it because it's like 
I love it and hate it. Sorry, let me put that, I'll put in a little more context. I love it and hate it. I love it that it's just like, okay, cool. Like, this is how you start to look at what is clutch. And it has particular criteria, right? It's not just the sandbaggers who score 20 points a game, 20 points in the mm-hmm. fourth quarter when the team, the game's out, of it, right? It's when it's within five points and how many points are you scoring then in the fourth quarter? And, you know, that's, that's basically swinging games and swinging wins. So I really do like that element of the award and the fact that it went to the fact that they're even tracking that stat um, and the fact that it goes to a Kings player who got a bunch of snubs for a, for a while. So as De'Aaron Fox would have won that. So I think that was a pretty cool award that they sort of created uh, and sort of started off this year. So um, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. I'm very okay with that. And he's only 25. Yeah, dude. He's been in the league since 2018. And there was a, did you see that article that uh, somebody like reposted something about like 76 GM? They're like, no, there's no way DM Fox is going to be that successful as Ben Simmons in this league. It's really funny. So, <laughs> and that's Ooh. why they didn't, they didn't want to trade for him. So I was like, I, I love, I mean, DM Fox coming out of college is insanely fast. So it's nice to see them really start to kind of bolster that team around him. Any other things you have before we sort of continue our conversation of Rudy Gobert? I don't think so. Okay. So I looked at Rudy Gobert's stats, and they were okay. They're not terrible, but they are okay. But at least it took a look at the stats and be like, I can, this is why I think he's not in the top ten of the centers. So Rudy Gobert's stats are – Surprisingly, he paid 70 games. Hmm. Oh, actually, wait. I think that's in, I think that's including the playoffs. No, no, he's played 70 games. So he averaged 13 points a game. He averaged um, 11, you know, maybe 12 rebounds a game. One assist, barely a still, not even two blocks. Um, yeah, like Nick Claxton averaged almost three blocks a game. And, um, his field goal percentage was down. His field goal, uh, his sorry, his attempts were down, but his percentage were up about at sixty, almost sixty six percent, which is really low for a person who just tips and dunks. Like sixty sixty six percent is pretty low, right? Am I am I bugging that? Like, why isn't this like higher when you don't that shoot? Is little, that is that is a little low. Yeah, uh, his free throw percentage is even worse at sixty four. So yep. I have just a list of names. We can sort of talk about them uh, in no particular order here, but we talked about it. I'll just, I'll just toss these two names in there. Um, you know, Nicola and Joel. We know that those two are up there, right? So I have eight other people to, to try to convince you of why those eight other people should be on this list before. Is that okay? I'm ready. Okay. Bam Adebayo, center. Okay. Okay. Uh, do we agree? Yes, he belongs on this list. Miles Turner, center for the Indiana Pacers. You're saying he is a top 10. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm going to start writing yours, your shit down. I have it on the note already. I need someone to look at it. No, I don't see your note. The one... Hold on. Uh, let me open up my first round. Wait. Matchups. Wait. Do you... Wednesday. This one. Oh. It's the one you shared? Yeah. Let's see. Episode 13, first round matchup. Oh, that one. Yes, of course. I see. Uh, okay, okay. Miles Turner, DeAndre okay. Ayton, Sabonis, Vooch, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and Carly Anthony Towns. Who does not belong in the list, and who would you say Rudy Gobert should be on that list before them? There's more too, but I give him a chance to kind of look at all the stats. 
Well, when you put it this way. <laughs> what? It's the same it's the same argument I made on Sunday. <laughs> I remove Vucevic. Okay. Jared Allen, Mobley, or Cat. Any one of those guys I would interchange. Whoa. Vooch. Jared Allen. Vooch is hard because I'm interchanging exactly what I know. The one thing I know, like, yo, 12 rebounds a game? Like, tw- like half my team's rebound. Okay, like, if I can fill my team, like, he fits a specific thing. He is a top 10 center. If you put him on the right team, fuck, guys, you don't need anybody else. He's just on the wrong team. He is a monster on the French team. Dude, he's the, he is a monster anywhere else. He's just in the wrong place. He's I a top that. 10. He's a top 10. <laughs> uh, I actually forgot to add Brooke Lopez on there, but neither here nor there. Okay. Do you feel like he's overrated, though? He's overrated. But I don't think it's his fault he's overrated. That's the other thing. We all are like, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. Like, I think we all need to relax. I don't think he's out here being like, yo, I'm the shit. I don't think he's ever, I've never heard like anything close to what that is like about him. And even if it is, yo, thank God he's not because, yo, he could be doing that. He could be like, hey guys, I just got paid $250 billion to be, to get 11 rebounds a game. How do you feel about that? Right? He could do that, but he doesn't. I think he knows exactly how lucky he is. But also, so, he also believes he's a great – like, he believes he's a great player. So I do want to kind of read this overrated component, right? I just want to read out this list. I'm just curious to see what names sort of resonate with you and what, what, which ones don't, right? So this Jason was Tatum. a poll. Jalen Brown. He's not, on the list. he's not on the list. Why, why are you attacking me? Uh, that'll be weird if they're on the list. I'm like, excuse me. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Uh, so we, so we asked NBA players who the most overrated in the league was the lead voter, Trey Young, right? Anonymous poll. Trey Young got about fifteen percent of the vote. That's fucking high. That's insanely high, right? Because nobody else got over eight uh, percent. So the fact that Trey Young got fifteen percent of the vote is pretty staggering. This is the other people on this list. Julius Randle. Pascal Siakam. Jimmy Butler. Rudy Gobert. Jaron Jackson Jr. I think we're noticing a trend here from our conversations. RJ Barrett. That's tough because you got two Knicks players on there. That's 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 really funny. Uh, but I believe he really does deserve to be on that list because he's been just failing all over the place. Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and Austin Reeves out of the last spot there is on this list of being overrated. Okay, let's start with the most egregious ones. Damian Lillard. I don't understand why he's on this list. He's like, not overrated. I, he's, I, get, I get it. I, I get, I get why you like the team's success, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the team sucks. So I I fully get it. Out of everybody on this list, literally, out of everybody on this list, that team is the only team. He's he's the only person on this team that didn't even make it to the playing game, right? So I get it, I, I really do. But he does not deserve to be on this list. I don't know. I don't understand. I'm like, wow, somebody clearly had it in for for him. I can somebody see why Jason Tatum would be on this this list, right? Like, right. I can see what Luca be on this list, like Kyrie Irving, right? I'm I'm shocked that those names didn't pop up before Damian Lillard. Yes, I feel like this person wouldn't look Damian Lillard in the eye and call him overrated. I feel like to be able to put somebody and say they're overrated, 
you need to be able to look them in the eye and say, hey, you're overrated, and be able to tell them that. No, the person who said that about Dane Lillard, no way. You can't say that with a straight face. No way. No. Overrated? Come on. Come on. Okay, who's next I would, ta- I would take overconfident, right? I would For tell sure. somebody overconfident. Overrated? Uh, I mean, that. this this season, though? Like, or I guess this is not this season. They're just talking about, like, just – They mean overall. This, yeah, they're just – this is just active player. So, okay. I, I, I don't even think he's over that overconfident either, right? Like, it, the, a name that comes to mind that's overconfident is Joel Embiid, right? Because that you haven't literally won anything. Like, you haven't done anything. So, what are we what are we saying? What? Right. This whole process Over... of like you literally like I, like that's that component too because it's it's really tough. Like I feel like Trey Young is for sure getting short end of the stick here because uh, there's some other names that deserve. Uh, but I also look at you know, and later on maybe we sort of talk about this before we sort of wrap the show. But like, there's a lot of people who are making a lot of big bucks here on this list that are not performing. Not producing, right? I think Trey Young is one of them. Well, we look at his contract and how insanely high that it is, and what they they can't, right? So, um, I feel bad for Trey that this came out right at at this point because now they have the Boston crowd chanting it, and that ain't fair. And yes, Rudy Gobert is overrated. His, his set of skills are overrated. He should not be paid that much money for the set of skills he has. But that's the way the cookie crumbles for a lot of people, dude. Don't know what to tell you. Yeah. yeah. All right, Terrence. I think we're good for tonight. Is that is that's all right with you? I think we are, too. It was a very good conversation. Well, I'm excited for these next few days. Um, so we will see everybody. I think we're probably going to get back onto our regular schedule for next Wednesday. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in with us. Exciting games. I mean, by the time that we meet again, there could be – some of these series could be over. So I'm really excited to see. Um, what, are, what are two series you think is going to be over by the time we meet again? Denver. Okay. And Memphis. Memphis over? Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh shit. They they want they beat they beat the Lakers. Yep. Yeah, did by 10. Yeah, yeah I think in. uh 76ers. I think 76ers Boston and uh Denver are going to be over by the time we meet again. Or at least in 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 progress when we're playing. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. And we will see you next week. Bye.